When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. This, this looks like, you know, a little cat, you know. Um, and, you know, it's, you know, on me the other day. He's got to get more shots. There's no doubt about it. It's on me. Um, you know, came into this mi- game with the mindset not just to get him on track, but also take advantage of what we knew was going to be a, a matchup because, uh, you know, they play a lot of small lineups. And I uh, wanted to set the tone early. And I thought in the first half we did a lot of things in and around the basket. We didn't finish very well. Um, but we were, you know, we are putting a lot of pressure on the on the rim in all different ways. Uh, and just, you know, then, um, you know, we were able to get a rhythm there in the third offensively. So, Boys, we're in. Mm-hmm. We're in the play-in. Oh. oh, the play-in. That's right. Oh, God. God bless America. Is it Chris Finch or is it Chris... Clinch. Ah. That's right. Ah. Oh boy. We're did you spend most of the night with that one? Or um, actually just did that popped, just come to you? Just popped okay. in my head right now. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad just it just popped Genius, in genius level mm-hmm. stuff here. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. The Minnesota Timberwolves bounce back from one of the worst losses in the history of Timberwolves basketball. And the worst That's loss cool. in terms of Vegas spread since nineteen ninety three in the National Basketball Association. And they win last night. And uh, Judd's been blowing up our phones this morning, just like, Classic did you see cat. the cat quotes? This team, yes. look at what cat, cat's blaming this, cat's doing this and that. I want to bring some positivity to the show today, okay? I okay. don't want Judd's negative cloud to hover over a celebratory day. The Timberwolves, at worst, oh, yeah. are going to play a road game, at worst, yeah. a road yes. game in the yes. second part of the playing bracket. A team that we were assured after the Gobert trade was going to be a playoff team. There'd be no more of this play-in stuff. You give me the positivity, uh, and uh, and in in this in this uh, positivity form, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it in pie chart form. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I have okay. a pie chart for you guys. This is only the twelfth time in franchise history the Timberwolves have won forty games in a season. I think if they were to win their last two, it'd be only the eighth time in franchise history they've finished above 500 and so let me see if uh in the studio here if i can find the old uh the old pie chart sounders oh look at this here we go still got it he and judge you wanted better charts that you could (laughs) see the The pie chart of praise you should be singing his praise the rock knows how you feel about pie presented by our friends at dennis kirk it's almost riding season you can see the light at the end of the tunnel here 50 degrees and sunny on Friday. So whatever you ride, make sure, whether it's a Harley Indian Metro Cruiser Sport Bike, make sure 
that you've got what you need at DennisKirk.com so you can ride more weight less. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock. Clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. If you order by 8, they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. All right. Seven slices of pie here. Wow. Not everyone gets a slice, okay? Just because you played and, like, you know. I was going to say. Just because you did something. starting with the replay guy on the back of the bench that I talk about all the time now. Yeah. The guy's uh, always got his head in some sort of tablet or something. He has to. He's got to tell Finchie. Challenge or no challenge. Yeah. Sometimes I think he's a little over-emotional. Like, he he makes decisions, I feel like, without consulting the tablet. Mm. Replay guy? You think he just yeah. goes off the... Uh, I think replay guy needs to plans? needs to take a deep breath once in a while. All right. All right. 30% of my pie chart of praise for the 12th 40-win season in Timberwolves history. Which is incredible, by the way. Anthony Edwards' third-year leap gets 30% of it. All right, there's still some things about him. Sometimes he just like stops moving the ball, and sometimes he'll just kind of disappear defensively. Uh, but he set career high averages this season in points, rebounds, assists, blocks, field goal percentage, and three point percentage. He basically plays in every game unless he has a severe ankle sprain. I think his defensive intensity has gone up a tick as well. You've seen some instances where he'll. He'll shadow someone late in the game. Uh, So I think he's more engaged defensively. There's definitely still room for improvement in terms of efficiency. Some of the advanced metrics don't love Anthony Edwards. But he's been able to take over some games. He's definitely taken a leap. He's an all-star this season. Teammates feed off his energy, both good and bad. Uh, So I think Anthony Edwards taking the the third-year leap gets 30% of the pie chart. All right. Very fair. I think that's absolutely fair. Okay. 25% to slow-mo. Kyle Anderson. Slow-mo. That's right. The second biggest slice of pie to slow-mo. Ultimate glue guy for the Timberwolves this season. And he he basically pairs well with everyone. You can put him, like, if you look at some of the the lineup combos and some of the the plus-minuses, he's... He's great paired with Rudy Gobert. He's great paired with pretty much any prominent Wolves player because he can just kind of fit in and fill the gaps and do what you need him to do. You need him to pass the ball tonight? Cool. Need him to score some points in the paint? Awesome. Play defense? Uh, You can put him in the starting lineup, bring him off the bench. And I think, too, so Kyle and I did our uh, Kyle Tige, not Kyle Anderson. Although Kyle Anderson would be great to do a flagrant house with Kyle Anderson, too. Mm -hmm. You should get him on. He's fiery, too. He is, yes. Uh we did uh, leadership power rankings on flagrant howls in the recent days. Kyle Anderson was number one on our list. Mike Conley, number two. Torian Prince, maybe number three. And then, like, the three most important players, probably somewhere outside whoa, the top three. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm getting a call right now. Carl Anthony Towns is calling. He is very upset. He would like an immediate apology from you. <laughs> He would like you to redo those rankings, redo the episode, and most importantly, delete the other episode that has slow-mo first. I see what you did there. And I will give you an opportunity to rant about Carl Anthony Towns later in this pie chart. I promise. promise but I agree with you on, yes. Slow-mo. Slow-mo's done great. Second biggest chunk of pie. I think he's been a huge reason just kind of hold, like literally holding everything together as the glue guy. 15% to Jaden McDaniel's defense which might be all NBA caliber defense when the rankings are all said and done at the end of the year. Uh, His clamps list includes, in terms of like 
guys he's clamped at the end of games, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Julius Randle. And there's probably a lot more. Those are just off the top of my head. Those are some of the guys he's clamped to win a game in the final possession. He can defend your power forward. He can defend your point guard. And he's only 22 years old. So him taking a huge step defensively and uh, and maybe even getting all NBA defense love at the end of the season. He's one of the huge reasons why they've been able to to hang in there despite a bunch of injuries. And on a team where certain guys um, allow themselves to be emotionally caught up in games far t- too much, Jaden, to his who, credit, who never would you changes. be referring to? I well, there's a few of them actually. The Wolves have a few guys that get too caught up emotionally. Jaden McDaniels does sometimes too. Actually, he gets. He gets well, like he, he gets like retaliatory. He gets mad and well, then he'll and, spike and a slamming, basketball or shove a guy. basketball to get the tee was stupid. But I do think that he is uh, for his age. I do think that he is relatively mature because I mean his job too. That's a tough job. That's got to be one of the toughest jobs. So your job is to shut down uh, players in a league, star players in a league where the league's goal is to have the, those players thrive. Yeah. Yep. No, he's. I mean. And again, he's 22 years old, so he can... He's Declan's guy. I'll yeah, you, you kind of called it right out of the uh, draft. Out of the draft. Out of the draft. It was a top 10. Yeah, it was really three. early. You know, he's, he's, been, he's been phenomenal. He's found his shot, too. Great defender. Love me some Jaden. By, By the way, before well, what's, we... What's going continue. on there, Declan, today? What's before happening? we continue, that mustache What, what happened to the glorious. What happened to your beard? I and, love how it took you guys... 30 minutes of Roycey and 8 minutes of Mackie. And I'm not going to mention it during Pat. No, actually, if I mention it during Pat, it's going to get right. lost. And, you yeah. know, another thing. Better written play by Judd. Uh, so Did I, you just, like, collect your beard and, like, organize nice. it above I, your top I, I lip? I got sick of I it. I got the haircut, and I was like, I don't love this beard. And I told my my, my, my fiancé and the stylist that when I came, I was like, I don't like the beard with the haircut. So I'm going to go to the mustache. And I trim it up. She goes, well, now you look like Goose. Now you look exactly like Goose, which I love. But then I did realize, well, Goose does die and does that kind of die prematurely and very emotionally. So if I if I look like Goose, that's fine. I just hope I don't have a better, you know, hope I have a better outcome than Goose. Did. How long is the mustache going to stay and whose decision is it going to be? That is a great question. A I like it. Does she like it? She did. She said she likes it. Oh, well, then you're fine. Oh, she likes it. You're it fine. Up. I trimmed it up. It looks good, more. man. I think I'm not going to lie. I think you keep it at this point. Until the Wild get eliminated from the playoffs. I could do that, potentially. Yeah. I It's a good look. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. It's a, it's a look, I will say. It's a look. I, I, really? I don't know that I would say oh, it's a good wow. look, but it's, it's a look, and I, I support I support you. You are I, you are our executive producer. You are a dear friend, and we, we support whatever. What don't you like that much about it? I, I think it's I think it's very solid for Dex. It just it's just kind of I don't know. It, you know I will say this: um, the like the four weeks of beard growth, you're at least not starting from zero with like a weird uh, peach right. fuzz mustache. Yeah, it's a it's a real deal mustache because you let the beard grow for for long enough. Okay, bravo, Declan. Thanks, Jeff. No <laughs> sideways shots this. for me. Appreciate it. Yeah, no sideways shots. No, it's a look. No, 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 no. I bravo, good job. So, uh, yeah, twenty percent to Declan's mustache actually on this pie chart of praise for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Knows how you feel about pie. Ten percent to a man that I think people have rightfully so been ragging on mostly this season, Rudy Gobert. Hear me out on this, okay? All right, okay, go ahead. 
So I don't think he's been as advertised. I don't think he's been, I mean, his block totals are down. You know, he's just not, he's not been the same player as you saw in Utah. Could it be age? Could it just be wear and tear? Maybe they got out of it two years early. Um, But if you sort the Timberwolves players based on win shares, let's go into the advanced statistical bin here, okay? Win shares. Rudy Gobert, number one on the team. Number two, Kyle Anderson. Number three, Jaden McDaniels. So he does a lot of hidden things. Defensively, the Wolves are largely great when he's on the court. Um, he does a lot of hidden things. Even last night, you saw how many times did did a Nets player dribble into the paint, think twice about shooting, and then have to scramble to get you know to a different point on the floor. So there's a lot of hidden value. There's a lot to be desired. The yep. trade the trade looks a little train wrecky at this point. But at yep. the end of the day, he's been the most valuable win shares player on the team, Rudy Gobert. All right. So you said 10%? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, I mean, it's not an inordinate amount, so okay, it's not like you're saying 40%. 8% to D'Angelo Russell's hot month and a half, where he shot like 45% from three-point range. He bailed the Wolves out a number of times yeah. before and after the Carl Anthony Towns injury. Uh, now, on the flip side, the reason why he doesn't get more than 8% is because he also helped ruin the team chemistry by reportedly openly mocking and making fun of Rudy Gobert behind the scenes. So even if you don't love Rudy Gobert, he's here. He's going to be here for a long time. He makes a right. ton of money. Openly mocking and making fun of him isn't helping the dynamic behind the scenes. And so, I sure would have loved to have seen that, though. Like, how did he mock him? <laughs> that would be, I mean, that'd be fun to see, right? Because it's so high schoolish. Well, the, the wolves tend to feel very high schoolish. That's true. That's true. I, I'm just saying I would have loved to to have seen that that part of the season no. when he was mocking him. Seven percent to Nas Reed for stepping up in catch. Thought you might absence. give him more. Thought you might give him more. To be honest, I think. I mean, he just he didn't get the usage that he's probably going to get in the future, either with the Timberwolves or somebody else. So I can't, I can't say he's a huge, huge reason. There's a lot of other reasons and I've listed them, but he is a reason. He's like one of the six or seven top reasons why the Timberwolves have at least, you could, you could also do the pie chart of blame for why they aren't a 50 win team, which we probably will do that as well. Uh, But the Wolves are five and one when Nas Reed scores 23 points or more. So basically when he is featured playing a lot of minutes and being aggressive, the Wolves are 5-1 and one when he scores 23 or more. Energy, versatility, can play inside-outside, and uh, just kind of puts his head down and plays. You don't get any of the other BS with Nas. Yeah, he's sort of like what you would want personality-wise for a guy like Cat to be. Judd's going to set a record for the amount of pie slices shots. that he can incorporate Anthony Towns into. That I'm just going to take sideways shots at. But no, but I mean, I give Nas a ton of credit, too. Nas does get a... Nas, I think, was has been a fun was a fundamental key portion to this team's success, both on the court and through his d- uh, demeanor as well. Yeah. So he does get a lot of credit. I really like him a lot. Well, and here's uh here's your open season here. The final slice goes to Carl Anthony Towns, five percent to Carl Anthony Towns, who was a huge catalyst for the fortieth win last night. He uh-huh. went to town on a no pun intended on a smaller lineup that Brooklyn put out there. Uh, down the stretch, just feed him in the post, and it was kind of old old school '90s basketball. Dump it to Cat in the post, dribble, dribble, bully, hook shot in, 
And, uh, and, and, and the reason why I'm giving him 5% is for his behind-the-scenes motivational leadership speeches. <laughs> As he laid out to the athletic last night, quote, Finch and I had a conversation between the Portland game and the Nets game. We have a great relationship, so that conversation obviously paid dividends tonight. We had a good conversation about philosophies, doing a better job of utilizing what we have to exploit mismatches. Instead of trying to outplay them in a chess game, we could just play checkers. So Cat wants the Wolves to play less chess and more checkers. They are that good. They can just play checkers and win every game. Cat uh, also got Chris Finch to realize that the Portland game, that the Wolves lost, an historical loss, 19.5-point favorites, in which Cat shot the ball three times. Uh, great job for Cat getting Chris Finch to realize that he and coaching were the problems in that game. Uh, as you heard in that clip before this episode, Finch said, quote, It was on me the other day. Cat's got to get more shots. There's no doubt about it. It's on me. So congratulations to Carl Anthony Towns for so, being a great leader. Knows how you feel about pie. Behind the scenes, being the catalyst, even when he's not on the court, having the difficult conversations for breakfast that this organization needs to have. So as we were talking about this a couple of days ago, and the the classic cat comment after the loss to the Lakers on Friday about, you know, I know what I'm going to say. I'm watching film already, and I've got – I'm going to talk to the team tomorrow. I was trying to find – I'm like, first of all, they play Friday, Sunday, late in the season. So in these situations, they inevitably cancel practice. And then, of course, because everybody was so sick, beating the Lakers was an impossibility. I'm like, I don't – I bet they didn't practice. Sure enough, we find out today they didn't practice. So that speech never happened. And in fact, I would argue Cat knew it wasn't going to happen because anyone with common sense, when I can sit here at my home in St. Louis Park and know they're not going to practice, I think a player knows that. So this speech that, that we mocked, it never even took place. He never gave it. So like this whole thing about I'm going but to he, step but he up. Didn't, and- he didn't lie about giving the speech. He said he was he had some things to say. You're, yeah, saying he he, said, you're saying he, 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 he was a tough guy after the game because yeah, he knew they weren't yeah. going to actually have practice. Yes, he was a fraud. It's a complete fraud. He <laughs> he was putting on the tough guy act. I'm going to say some things. And he, he was basically the guy who said, I'm going to show up behind uh, behind the, the strip mall at 3 o'clock and fight this guy. And, you know, the guy's not going to show up to fight you. So you're like, okay, do pe- cool. Do people often fight behind strip malls? I once had a good fight behind a strip mall. What? I did. What? I, uh, in eighth grade. Yeah, I had a great fight. It was the St. Therese kids against the Excelsior kids. And I was one of the great. And at that time, I was one of the tough guys. I was a goon. So I had to get in like one of the first fights. It's like the the, the Jets and the Sharks. So wait, did you guys guys agree? Did you guys agree at school to go to a mall and meet behind us? No, we no, no, no. This was an Excelsior uh, grade school in St. Therese, which was a great school. I forget where where we hashed this out (laughs) to set up the time to fight. But it was very. You had to you awkwardly know, call each other's days, home like, phones. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, we saw each other somewhere. No, anyway, no, no. we set up this fight. But my point is, I showed up for the fight because I knew it was going to take place. Cat's like, I'm going to be a tough guy. I'm going to talk to this team. He never did. Um, it's just, you know what? I'm glad they won. They are maddening. I Phil, I don't know how. Well, actually, I do because I did the exact same thing a few years back with the Wild. But I mean, Wolves fans, I admire you because you have put up with more crap and for them now to come back and like be like we beat we beat brooklyn you still suffered one of the worst defeats i have ever seen you've done this and 
I saw a quote in Krasinski's story today, too, about how, you know, we got past that Portland loss or something, and it alluded to the fact that they haven't suffered a ton of bad defeats, which they, as we oh, talked about. Oh, God, they've, they've ago, suffered. Which they have. They've yeah. suffered more than so, any team in the NBA. Yeah. Exactly. So come on. Come on. Well, and, and you know, what's now we're kind of just standings watching, right? So they have two, they have two more games left. It's, it's a back-to-back against the Spurs, which at this point, no game is – you can't just like play the okay. Well, they'll probably beat the Spurs, and then no. you can't. They, they they've lost ten games against the worst teams in the NBA. If you include, if you include Portland, and you include uh, the, so that game against They're Portland, that's, that's the worst team they've played all year. They've yep. also lost a bunch of games to Detroit and Charlotte. Yeah, they're five yep. and ten in those games. And so that's that's the maddening thing about this team is obviously you're not going to so let's take those let's take the 5 and 10 you're not going 15 and 0 I get that all right you're going to lose some games but instead of 5 and 10 let's say you go uh 8 and 7 just a game over 500 will you be sitting right now in the 5 seed spot in the Western Conference right. with two games left and a chance and a eh, mathematically still a chance for the 4 seed Unlikely. If you just go eight and seven in the games against the worst teams in the league. And you're out of the play in now, which to me, you know, that's the most important thing. And like, for getting into that top eight. And we should, I feel like sometimes I think we take for granted that uh that everyone just knows how the play in works. Well, it's only been around for a couple of years and it is kind of confusing. So the seven, eight, nine, ten seeds get into the play in. The seven versus eight game, which the Wolves were in last year against the Clippers, the seven versus eight game is a win and you're in as the seven seed. The loser then hosts a game against the winner of the nine ten game. You want to avoid the nine ten game because if you win it, you still have to go on the road and play another team and then win that game. And then if you win that game, you are now the eight seed. Although I think there's really no team in the Western Conference I'm like deathly afraid of in a seven game series. But I'd rather not face the potentially three-time MVP, Nikola Jokic. Um, So the Wolves are going to have to win out here their next two games, including beating the Pelicans, if they want to get likely the eight seed. Unless something crazy happens with the Lakers here, the eight seed is about the highest the Wolves can climb. And so what I'm saying is best case scenario, if you win your next two games, you probably play a road play-in game against the Lakers and the officials. Yeah. Yeah. And TNT and ESPN yeah. and Adam Silver. But but to what your your point is, you you know, there is no excuse for this team not to be in that top six. And that's the frustrating thing. It's not like, well, can they do it now? They had their opportunities. Like like you're exactly right. That record of five and ten against bottom feeding teams is inexcusable for this team. They are not. They should not be one of those teams, and yet they are. And I, and that's the thing. And we'll wrap this here because we got to get to write that down also on this Wednesday. But that's the autopsy that needs to be done. Because because yes. you you could actually look and say I was talking to some Wolves people, and even Johnny K was in this thread on Twitter yesterday, and um, kind of just going back back and forth about how well you can't. Blame, it was kind of off our episode that we did. Uh, we did a Mackie and Judd and a Flagrant Howls about Carl Anthony Towns. Does he just bring losing energy to a franchise? And and the response back from some fans was, well, the Wolves were losing a lot of these games even without him. But I would say this. 
The Wolves are 27 and 26 this season without Carl Anthony Towns, which is at, like if you just took that record, so a game above 500 and you extrapolated it, and maybe they'd finish like two or three games above 500. They're basically like the five seed in the Western Conference without Carl Anthony Towns. With Carl Anthony Towns this season, they're 13 and 14 after the win last night. And I think something to be fleshed out on a future episode here, two different things. Why historically in his career are the Wolves not just better and more dominant when he's on the court? And why did you lose 10 games both with and without Carl Anthony Towns to the worst teams in the NBA? Is that coaching? Is is it on partially Anthony Edwards? Is it kind Carl of a says, weird yes. cultural thing that Carl Anthony Towns is a little dark cloud over everything? Like, how and why does that happen? Carl sent me a note. He said, it's largely on Finch before that, Saunders, Tibbs as well. Me and my teammates, well, look, I've got that. It's the coach's problems. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. That, that's the note I just got. He still gets so 5%, just flush- 5% for his leadership, <laughs> for being the, the leader of this franchise. So there, right. there's your pie chart of praise for the 12th 40-win season in Sorry Timberwolves history here on Mackie and Judd.